Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. Yesterday, we were at development camp, so we'll have a full report for you on all of the top Sens prospects. And for the third time, but the first time in person, we have General Manager Pierre Dorian back on the show. Lots to get into with him. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 834 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller in the heart of our nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario. Please like and subscribe wherever you download your podcast. We're also free and available on YouTube. Today is Tuesday, July 4th. A happy 4th of July to all of our American listeners and Pilsy. There's a U.S. kid taking development camp by storm. How about Stephen Halliday yesterday? Yeah, honestly, uh, it was awesome to be at Dev Camp because you get a real good feel of who's having a good camp, who's looking hot. And the name we heard over and over from players, coaches, fans watching, general manager, Stephen Halliday was a guy that everybody was buzzing to talk about and if you spent any time watching him on the ice you could see why we were talking about uh, you were surprised at how big he was on the dev camp uh, sheet where it says his height and weight and you can see it on the ice and he's got slick hands and there's a reason this kid popped off in college and he's about to have another good season I think yeah the two best kids on the ice and I know Halliday's kind of a, a dual citizen right he moved to the U.S. at a young age but college kid I we got to ask him sometime if sorry when he makes Canada's Olympic team one day oh okay <laughs> will he be representing Canada or the U.S. but Tyler Boucher also really solid out there those two seem to have some good chemistry having some laughs together as well so it was really cool to see that Levy Marilainen was unreal in the shootout the only goals he let in we're like highlight real stuff. Like Halliday did the Forsberg, the one hand all around. And then Philip Nordberg, <laughs> noted defensive defenseman, went to do the Forsberg and then pulled it back to his forehand. But other than that, Levy was unbeatable in uh, the shootout there. So really cool. Always great event. And I'd recommend if you're able to get down to the Senseplex, the Senators tweeted out on their socials where and when, or sorry, it's always at the Senseplex, but when, what time throughout the week. I know that it's, the three-on-three tournament is Thursday, so that's going to be a high-intense, high-pace event. But, yeah, always a great time. And it was cool to see some of the coaches kicking around. Wade Redden and we heard rumors that we saw after the Sens posted. Brian McGratton was at Dev Camp, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, Ross, we didn't see him, but you could... Just knowing he was there, you could feel his aura somewhere around the rink. And I'm, uh, it's too bad we didn't get a chance to meet him. We were hoping to chat with him uh, quickly. That would have been an all-time interview. But we'll set that up one day, I'm sure. Yes, we will. And also, should let everyone know that we have Pierre Dory on this show. But they were so good. Shout out the uh, Senators PR staff for helping us out. We got to introduce Hoyt Stanley. Yep. Great kid. Great Martian's kid. got an awesome story. We'll let him tell it. But. That was that was all time funny. Uh, then we also had Tyler Clevin on. Really good interview. I feel like he's coming into yep. his own as a, as a person. Very like 
confident in himself. I think a little bit more. He's like, who are these senators guys? Why do they want to talk to me when he was at school? And now it's like, okay, he's a part of the organization. It's great. All time quote from him about driving to the rink in Ottawa <laughs> yep. and how he loves it, reminds him of home, all that. And uh, we've got Tyler Boucher. Who else we got? Philip Nordberg with Oscar Pedersen, the two Swedes. Yep. That was a lot of fun to do that interview. And my God, doing these interviews live, you really get a feel for how big Philip Nordberg is and Tyler Clevin. Like, Senators like to draft defensemen with size, and they've done that. They're imposing figures, and uh, Pierre Dorian mentions that as much in this interview. So we won't uh, give too much of it away. We got about eight to nine minutes with each of these guys. Obviously, they're busy. They, it was just appreciated that they were able to take time out of their schedule, and we can't forget, maybe the best interview of all was David Bell. Like, oh, man. This guy is an all-time beauty. David Bell is such a beauty, and, and for people that maybe aren't so familiar or invested in Belleville, I, I think it's about time to bump up that interest level because after looking at all those Belleville AHL signings, David Bell now is coming into this season as the head coach. So he's all set, ready to go. And he like, that's a guy that Ross, I feel like we could chat with over a beer and he would just have stories for days. So we love chatting with David Bell and we're excited that he's the head coach. The one thing I will give away, cause I think David Bell's probably going to be next week is he said, nobody wants to talk to him at dev camp. <laughs> that, that was so funny. He's like, yeah, they see the AHL coach come in and they're ducking into closets and trying to get out of the way. Yeah. They, he, and we asked him specifically about Clev because he was a hard-nosed defenseman in his day, Dave Bell was. So we're like, hey, is Tyler Clevin the kind of guy you want to help mold here? And he's like, I think and I know that the right thing is for him to be focused on trying to make the NHL team. So he says, if and when the time comes, then we'll have a lot of time to get things together. But uh, yeah, he wants to let all these kids focus on their dream of making the NHL. But he also made a really good point. Like these kids are so green. Yeah. In terms of coming to the NHL, he said Claude Giroux was in there working out in the morning and half the kids looked like they wanted to ask him for his autograph. So it's one of those where they, they're they in such a cocoon right now almost. And this is where you can kind of mold them and, you know, teach them who Brian McGratton is even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of these kids didn't even know who Brian McGratton is. So uh, we'll, we won't give too much away. We're super excited about all the interviews. So we're giving all these little tidbits, these little teasers. But Jeez. I don't want to give too much away. But yeah, it was... That was a whole new experience for us. Uh, Ross and I are not uh, technical guys, so we learned a lot about setting up cameras, getting SD cards. <laughs> Shout out Lilim's Martian, too, for helping us out. If you don't follow yes. him already, do that. Happy Martian, belated birthday uh, to him as well on Sunday. So for him to, to wake up the next day and come out and help us out was a huge, huge move by him. So, yeah, really appreciative. Great time at Dev Camp. And any other, anyone else stand out? We talked about Tyler Boucher. We talked about Stephen Halliday and Levy Marilinen. Was there anyone else in the half hour we watched? Well, I'll touch on Tyler Boucher a little bit because I mostly talked about Halliday there. Uh, man, his release is nasty. And even other people around the rink were mentioning it. Like when he decided to rip one in the drills, like you could tell. And for people that think like, oh, man, th- this guy's just going to be a scrappy bottom six guy. There's some offensive talent there that I think is uh, ready to be unleashed. And it's interesting now that he's going to be at the pro level. He doesn't have to hold the reins back on the physicality, and we're going to see that shot uh, fool some goalies, I think. Before we get to our interview with Pierre Dorian, any thoughts on Philip Zadina 
being on waivers yesterday. That was pretty pretty strange to see. Yeah, definitely strange to see. Uh, I, I'm glad, Ross, that we're past that stage of the Debrinket rumor mill where Zadina was was the big piece coming. Like, I not for one second did I like that idea. And now, like, Detroit and him are just at a point where they're both mutually just kind of done done with each other. It hasn't worked out, uh, unfortunately, for them. And look, I don't think he's going to make it all the way to Ottawa. I'm not sure where Ottawa stands in the in the waiver claim uh, priority list, but I, I think it's it's a nice idea to pick him up. But look, I'm not one of those people that's going to be like uh, on Sens Twitter when the Sens don't get a certain waiver pickup. Like, oh wow, Sens didn't get this guy. Could have had him for nothing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think. I think he could help out, but I still think, like, if you look at his stats, this kid's got a long way to go before he's an impactful player. And he was on a Detroit team where you would kind of expect him to make the most of that opportunity with that roster. So I'm I'm not too uh, too high or too low on Philip Zadina, I'll say that. Philip Zadina is signed at $1.8 million cap hit for next year and the year after. So I think the Sens probably stay away from that. They have some internal yeah, things to oh figure man. out with Alex Debrinkit. We didn't ask Pierre about Alex Debrinkit. One, he gave a pretty thorough update on July 1st that we passed along to you, but we are going to talk about that on the other side. But let's get to our interview with Pierre Dorian, Senator's general manager, third time on the show, first time live. Hope you enjoy. That's next Unlocked on Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, guys, FanDuel, I love their app. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. You guys know anytime I'm looking for a sportsbook, I'm going to FanDuel. And if you're a new customer, you can take your first swing at betting on MLB. It's baseball season on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So, math guy, Ross, you can bet 20 bucks and you could land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's the key right there. Win or lose. All on an app that you're going to love. There's so many fun things to bet on on FanDuel. They even had draft bets for the NHL. They're always finding different ways to get you in the mix. So, there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, make every moment more. Official partner of the Major League Baseball. Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. I literally have leftovers in the freezer right now. I haven't had Shawarma Palace yet, Ross. We'll we got to get on that. We'll go oh, tonight. Tonight, yeah. after the party, we'll okay, go fan, We'll go check out Shawarma Palace. Are you going with a wrap or a platter today? I can't, Ross. If I had a platter, it would take me two hours to eat, so I'll probably just go with the wrap. <laughs> but when you, when you get, whether it's the wrap or the platter, you know the Chawarma Palace at all seven of their locations are going to bring the most delicious fuel filament to your life because we know it's the freshest ingredients. We know that the portion size is never an issue at Shawarma Palace. The hummus is just made in-house perfect, but I haven't even mentioned the garlic sauce. I always get that Ooh. extra garlic, and they always give you a smirk like, yeah, if you know, you know, when they're yeah. they're about to scoop the they scoop the potatoes first into the platter. These garlic potatoes, a little rosemary. So good. Then they take the one scoop. And as he's about to dollop the one scoop on, you go, now please have some extra garlic. And they go, and, yeah. And Ross, I love too. after that, when they do the extra garlic, when they're cashing you out, they throw about 10 mints 
on the plate too. They're like, you're going to need these. Yes. They'll also bring the pitas. It's, it's just a great experience. And you can also order them on Uber Eats. So go check them out. Shawarma Palace is the only place in Ottawa for Shawarma. Find them at any of their seven locations or head over to Uber Eats and get exclusive Shawarma Palace. Go get fuel filled. Go eat at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy here, locked on Senators, boots on the ground at Dev Camp. Coming up after the interview, Debrinket rumors just won't go away. What was up with this Vladimir Tarasenko stuff? That's next. But now let's get to our interview with Ottawa Senators general manager. Here is Pierre Dorian. All right, we now welcome a very special guest back to Locked On Senators for the third time. Ooh. It's a recurring guest, general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian. Oh, Pierre, how's your summer growing so far? So far, so good. Busy times, eh? Yes, very busy times. Development camp this week, free agency a few days ago, the draft a few days before that. A few travel issues, but we're, uh, we made it to Nashville and from Nashville uh, almost in one piece. And uh, now we're just doing what we have to do. Okay, goalie-friendly show. we got to start. Obviously, it's dev camp. We've got some prospect questions for you. But Jonas Corposalo, what, what can fans expect from him? Well, he's someone that we obviously we targeted uh, a year ago, uh, but he signed with Columbus. We targeted. We talked to them. He, so he signed with them and someone we targeted at the trade deadline. And um, when he came available on the free agent market, he was at the top of our list. Uh, we like the fit with Anton Forsberg. Yeah. Uh, Do you like winners together? Right? Yes, yes, yes. They, they've won before together. Uh, he's won a playoff series. Is something that yep. we also appreciated. He's been in the playoffs. He was in the playoffs this year, and we just like he, he's powerful. He's big. He's athletic. Uh, he makes good reads. He's someone that uh, I think still think with goal goaltending. They really a lot of them hit their prime at you know 28, 29, 30. And for us, we just felt that it was the right mix. You know, we did our homework on him. You know, really good guy, hard worker. Guy practices hard. So we just like to fit with us. We like that. The term was not even an issue for us. Yeah. Uh, and the AV was even really good for us. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's great to get a uh, goalie locked down nice and early, I'm sure. Now, you made a bunch of other AHL signings as well. And something that we noticed bringing in a lot of veterans to the AHL is uh, a lot of money being spent in Belleville now. Is that something that... You know, new ownership has come in, and that's kind of a, a new uh, new mindset to pump up Belleville. Or no, it's more. First of all, new ownership can't make any decisions okay. until they officially take over. Right. Obviously, what we can do is obviously through I go through the board yep. through Sheldon, and then we'll consult with Mike if there's anything. But as far as making decisions, it's still you know the hockey group and then I need approval from the board on bigger items. Right. Uh, as far as that, that was just budgeted for. We budgeted that, you know, we're going to have some pretty good prospects we feel there yeah. this year. Zach Ospichuk, Tyler Boucher, possibly we'll see where Ridley Gregg is. Um, I think Gannett is really moving along. We'll see where Tyler Clevin is. Uh, so we just felt that bringing some of those guys in, and those guys can be call-ups too. Like, you look at a guy like Highmore, yep. he's played in Vancouver, he's been really good. Uh, I know last year played in Springfield, but a few years ago when he was in Vancouver, he played on a fourth line that was very effective with Lamenko and I don't know who else was on the line, but I, I, it was pretty effective fourth line. Um, 
And then you look at Josh Curry, who's been a captain in the, in the minors. He's someone that brings a lot of, uh, I think, intangibles. We want, we always want our prospects to do it well. And sometimes when they the pro, the players police themselves, it's even better than a coach telling Definitely. them how to do it. Um, and obviously, we re-signed Jacob Larson, who really likes it in Belleville. Him and his wife really like it in Belleville. So I thought that was another uh, good piece to add. Uh, we signed Boca Mama for toughness. Talk about policing on the yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> Boko for us is someone that we feel can still get better yeah. and whether we see him in Ottawa or Bell we'll see he'll decide where he plays but he was one guy that really intrigued us for I think more Ottawa than Belleville. Well, he came in like he'd been here for five years today. He poked his head in, said hi to us. He just seems like a high-energy guy. Yeah, no, I think it was important uh, for him to play uh, in our systems that he got. You know, uh, Arizona. every team does their systems differently. So um, when we signed him on Monday, uh, when we talked to the agent, we just said, uh, why don't we have him come in and speak with DJ about our systems, how we play, what he needs to work on, because, you know, there's things that he needs to work on. Uh, to be an NHL regular, and I think having that element in our lineup is something that I know DJ's always liked and we always like, especially when you look at how our team is built. Yeah, now uh, free agency only in the first couple days here. Uh, are you still in the mix cooking up some, some more signings? or <laughs> well, We're talking to teams, but you got to realize where we are with our cap. Definitely. Uh, you know, so the, the, they're not big ticket players there are players that can come in and play whether on our third or fourth lines yep. or you know as far as a defense pairing I think everyone knows what our top four is it's pretty solid oh, yeah. so we're playing on our third pair and it's, uh, something along those lines and yep. you told us before that Jake Bernard Docker is kind of the inside track we saw that with a one-way contract as well but of the guys and you mentioned that maybe you do let leave it to the prospects to make a bottom six push is there a guy out here at dev camp who you're really keeping an eye on one or two uh, I don't know if it's, if it's as much as Dev Camp, but I think we got to start looking at giving Igor Sokolov. Yep. Uh, we gave him some games last year. Uh, he's someone that definitely we're looking at. Uh, we're going to look at guys like whether it's Cole Reinhardt, Angus Crookshank. Uh, I talked about Ridley Gregg. Yep. Uh, I think Garaventi is going to play for us. It's when he plays for us, Robbie. So it's just it's, and I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. The, the biggest name for me, and I talked about it, is I was so impressed by Smetkel. At the Worlds, yeah. I was really impressed by Smetkal that he's another guy that can play in our bottom six. It's just for him, he's smart enough, he's big enough, he's he's got the hands. It's more about the edges and the quickness. Speed is okay. It's just the edges and the quickness. Make sure he can, he's quick enough and has good enough edges to be an NHL regular. Yeah. Now, final question for me, Pierre, and we really appreciate your time, especially in a busy part of the off season for you. Is we're here at Dev Camp. Uh, it's nice to see some of these players. It's our first time at Dev Camp. Uh, what's kind of your impression so far of what you've seen? I was busy in my office yesterday, so I never saw the ice session. Okay. I'm going over there uh, shortly to see the first time on the ice. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to guys like Stephen Halliday, yeah. uh, Philip Norberg. I want to see where Oscar Peterson was from the World Junior to where he is now. Uh, obviously, Levy. Uh, he should stand out. Um, so, and again, I'm sure I'm forgetting names. I, I like, you know, I'm anxious to see the guys that you know, Philip didn't come last year, so anxious to see, as I repeat, Philip Norberg, uh, you know, Theo Wahlberg, where he's at, Kevin Riddler, where they were a year ago to where they are now, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. Uh, some of the few tryouts we have, uh, and obviously seeing the four out of the five guys that are here, the, the, the goalie from Kazakhstan couldn't get a visa to come in. Uh, so we yeah, I, I would have been excited to yeah. see. I watched video on him. Right. Uh, he looked like very athletic and everything. Yeah. 
Um, but I watch video after the fact. I have to admit that <laughs> I, I watch video on quite a bit of the players we drafted, but seventh round guys, you know, it's a bit more difficult. But I think it's, you know, seeing how Hoyt Stanley is here and how's uh, Andronovsky. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing it well. It's more about that. You know, we tell the guys it's a development camp, but really it's an evaluation camp. Right. We're evaluating everything all the time. For sure. But we want them to have fun. Like, it should be stress-free. Play your game. Have fun. Go out there. Show us what you can do. Don't try to do something you're not used to doing. You know, if if you're a guy that uh, is a shooter, don't, on a two-on-one, shoot the puck. You know, <laughs> don't try to make a play that you yeah. don't play in your, that you can't make in your league. So... Well, if it makes it feel better, Steven reached out to us. He's like, I'm not Stefan Halliday after the draft last year. We got that wrong. Oh, so yeah. That's on us. But, Pierre, really appreciate your time. Have a great summer, and we look forward to yes, the great thank success you. next thank season. You. Thanks for coming in, eh, guys? Really appreciate it. No, our okay, pleasure, man. You. Thank you. Stick taps to Pierre for joining us. Really fun conversation with him. And honestly, it's just an entire different world getting to sit down live and have, look look someone in the eye and have a conversation. It's great. And we're going to have to do this before the season as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, any opportunity we get, we're going to have to do. And uh, Ross, it was cool afterwards, too. We're, we're at the Sensplex uh, hanging out. And Pierre Dorian came up to us and just chatted with us casually. And uh, can, can I hit the people with the one-liner uh, Pierre sure. had? That was absolutely hilarious. So we <laughs> we were chatting with Bruce Garriock, uh, just uh, chit chatting about how and Murray Pam and Murray Pam. Yes, it was great to meet him as well. Uh, and Pierre walks by, and him and Bruce say hello. And Pierre goes, "Ah, hey, Bruce, who am I trading today?" Garriock <laughs> <laughs> just gives him kind of a nod and a smirk, and we all had a good chuckle at that. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's cool to be in a place, Ross, where like. It's not like a formal discussion between us and Pierre. Like he wasn't guarded. Like we were chit chatting, kind of you know picking his brain about a couple different players, and he was being very candid with us. So I, I I can't describe how how crazy it is to think we're at this point where we we have the opportunity to to talk with him. And uh, hope you guys really enjoyed that interview. Yeah, super fun. And and like we said, third time, but uh, we actually had a great recommendation on Twitter and and I need to I need to shout it out cuz we actually have to make this happen right now and that's discussing oh. the that's discussing getting Pierre on for pints with Pierre on the postcast Hassock's adductor that's great that's actually kind of a sad title cuz it makes me think of like the closest that I think Ottawa's ever gotten to the cup in 06 mm. and obviously uh putting a, a rookie Ray Emery in a tough spot that playoff run but uh it would be great to get him on a postcast next year that would be that would be all time so hey we're unlocking new things each time right first it was the live show last yep. February well first it was YouTube in in general yeah. then it was the live show then it was the, now it's live interviews and now we'll have to think of uh what's next so that'll be a lot of fun but we got interview seasons basically coming up with all the guys you See mentioned ya. we'll get igor back on the show we'll oh. get angus back on the show and um yeah really exciting times holiday's already confirmed he's going to come on we just missed him yep. um yesterday so we'll we'll get all those conversations for you throughout the summer but pillsy these rumors aren't going away with alex to like where are you at with this it sounds like where i'm sitting it just sounds like he knows that the cap world is going to go up a little bit more next year. Everyone will have a little bit more room as well. He just had the worst year of his last four years in his career. So the, why would he sign an extension now unless somebody's going to make it worth his while? I, I'm of the mind that it's not Ottawa. I've come to that conclusion. 
that the, he doesn't want to play in Canada thing. I think that's yeah. overblown. I really think that it's about maximizing his dollar value. And I think his agent's probably in his ear doing that too, because his agent represents Connor McDavid. So let's be clear. This guy is not in a need for money because just on McDavid's contract, he's making he's doing all right. millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, doing okay. But besides him and even Aaron Eckblad's on a pretty good deal, his highest paid client makes a million bucks a year. Oh, wow. Like a, a lot of his earnings are on the top end guys. Yep. So right here, you've got a chance to cash in again. I'm sure he's saying like, hey, you've got a young family. Like, don't you want to cash in? So I think that, and that's fair. That's what the agent is there for is maximizing the earnings of his client. So I, I get it from both sides. I get why DeBrinca wants to be patient. I get why the Senators in their current cap structure don't really feel comfortable moving into next season without a long-term contract in place. So it could be a stalemate here for a little while, I think. We know the Kachuk trade, Matthew Kachuk, last yep. summer happened in late July. Like that kind of, it seemingly came out of nowhere, yep. but did it really because he was an RFA. So I think we could see a late July, early August type move, which would handicap the Sens from doing anything really until then with only $10.2 million in cap space and still Shane Pinto to sign. Well, and that's just the thing, Ross. And I think... You know, it's going to be in this awkward stalemate until we hear the arbitration date. That's when the clock starts ticking and uh, they're going to have to figure things out. And it's ironic, Ross, because we were sitting here when Alex Dabrinkit was acquired and are like, okay, he's only got one year left on this deal when the Sens got him, but he's an RFA after. So the Sens are going to have all the leverage. So that's fine. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit has most of the leverage now. I will at least say between negotiating between them. And I think. Like, look what Dubois got by doing the same thing in a $68 million contract well, where he wanted to play. And same with Matthew Kajuk. Yeah. Exact same thing, right? So th this is turning more towards the players getting kind of some of the power, even as RFAs. Well, I mean, the elite players, I should say. Um, elite. Here's where... Yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, here's where I'm at with the Brinkett, though. I'll, and I, I said I was going to give a few slices off the positivity loaf oh, today. So so we'll uh, we'll start carving into that bread. So uh, starting with the bottom bun, Ross, I'm going to start bottom bun here, uh, is I'll call it the Josh Norris clause. Look, if the Ottawa Senators, Josh Norris is healthy, they have Alex Dabrinkit, and they don't make the playoffs, then you're starting to get stressed. You're starting to get nervous here. But I'm of the mind that Josh Norris can essentially replace DeBrinket's production. Uh, so from that point, I I'm comfortable with whatever happens with DeBrinket. Like we've talked about before, at DeBrinket on this team is the the fifth or sixth most important forward. So that that's not crucial. Name him. I mean, Tim Stutzla. Timmy's number one now. Eh? Timmy's number one. Yeah. yeah like, he but he's still, he might not, he might be the most, he might be the best player, but he, uh, is he? I was going to say he's the most skilled player, but he might not be the best. We're in like an Alfie Carlson debate. Like who has more skill or who's the more important player? But this is, oh, we, we talked about this uh, before. Every time you start to think Brady Kachuk is the best player. Oh, it's the other way around. To, well, I mean. It's the other way around. Well, who was here first? Well, you could flip it both ways. Well, no, because it's Brady Kachuk is is my guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's the captain of this team. Come on, he scored 30 last year too. How many did Timmy get? 39. Yeah. Okay. Um, but every time you think one is the best, five seconds later, you're like, Ooh, no, but that, uh, but the other one is right there too. So I, I mean, these are good problems to have. So those two, whatever you want to arrange them one, two, I'm not going to argue. Uh, Sorry. I should just correct myself. Brady could check at 35 last year, 30 the year before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the thirties. Um, 
And then you got uh, Claude Drew. Then you got Josh Norris. Then you got uh, Drake Batherson. So to bring it over Batherson, though, I mean they're kind of at the same level because yeah. well, they were last year. Yeah, but here's they're both else. freezing cold last year in the plus minus department. But Batherson is signed long term at a good Correct. deal. So Correct. That's yes, where yes. in terms I'll, of value, that's the thing. And I'm talking value. Yeah. So I'll give him more value there. Uh, and so really, if the Ottawa Senators and Alex Brinkett decide to part ways, then you're looking at a, at a stage here where Josh Norris comes back. I believe he can score 30 goals again. All you need to do is find a fifth or sixth forward that can score 20 plus. And I think you're in good shape. <laughs> Igor. <here. laughs> yeah, e- Igor on the third line would be awesome. Um, but and, and the thing, too, Ross, is there. I'm choosing to believe this. This is another slice off the positivity loaf. Maybe this is a optimistic slice here. I just cannot believe that Matthew Joseph will have a year like that again. What do you have? Two even strength goals? Zero. Zero even strength goals. Zero. Three total goals. Right. And two were shorthanded. Yeah. One was, one on, the was power. on a three on five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he like, scored one on a three on five, one on a four on five, one on a five on four, and none at five on five. Yeah. So I choose to believe that he's going to do better than that. Low bar, but we're going to jump over that one. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to help out there. And I, I've said it before, if Alex Debrinkit doesn't want to stay here, then leave. <laughs> That's fair. No, that's very fair. Now, uh, with Alex to bring it kind of, I don't want to say holding up because I don't think that's fair, although he is unsigned. So yeah, from that careful with the wording there. We, we've got uh, some back and forth on that one. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Ian Mendez uh, had a, a report that was more from talking to the agent, and that's very fair. But it almost feels more like Ian versus Bruce than it does Sens versus to bring it here. Bit. I think that they're negotiating through the media is what they're doing. Okay. They're negotiating through the media, whether you want to hear that or not, whether you think it's funny or not. But uh, we went from a long, drawn-out sales process to a long, drawn-out Debrinket process here. But um, honestly, it worked out with Brady, didn't it? There were rumors with the RFA when he was... It happened late, right? Better late than never. Better late than never. And then with Timmy, it was the complete opposite, just early, out of nowhere. Thank God. They're just, yeah, imagine what kind of world we'd Wait, be in. So before before we wrap up the Debrinket uh, yeah, want Yeah, because I want to talk about Boko Imama, because I think some yes. people probably had their ears perk up with how Pierre Dorian spoke about him. But yeah, to wrap up Debrinket. Yeah, so let's, let's say, hypothetically... It goes to elected arbitration. The Sens get the 15% discount they want, so 7.85 or whatever it is. Uh, and then you've got Alex Dabrinkit. At that point, do you just, just try to move him just to move him? Or do you hold on to him? Have I mean, this team is better with Alex Dabrinkit in the lineup. I, I don't want to get it twisted there. Like, he is an elite player. And maybe people are saying, wow, five or six best forward. Like, that's really dogging him. But I, I just think that he's still going to be a big part of this team. Are you comfortable just keeping him, having him help the team, and then trade deadline comes? If the Sens are in a playoff position, do you just keep him and let him walk? Or do you... Do you trade them just to get assets back and hope the team can manage without them? No, I think if they're in a position where they're in the playoff hunt and he's contributing, you need to keep them. But the easy answer is if they go to arbitration, that's why the date is so important. Yeah. Then they're going to keep him because if he's given that arbitration deal, they can't negotiate with him until January 1st. So then anywhere he gets traded is purely as a one-year rental. They can't even discuss a contract negotiation until January. So that's we need... But you, but you could do a sign and trade at the deadline. 
at the deadline, yeah. but you'd have to wait till January. Yeah. And I think if he starts the year, he should just finish the year well, unless and, they're out of it. And I think, oh, well, I, I'm not sure how to play this time, but last year, Pierre Dorian tried to get an extension done before the year started, but uh, Debrinkin and his agent said, hey, we we want to play. So during the season, I don't think him and his agent are going to change their minds and decide to negotiate in season. So. This is a conversation that seemingly isn't going anywhere yeah. until news comes out with Alex Dabrinkit. But how about the news that Boko Imama was more of a Sen signing than he was an AHL signing? Yeah, that was really interesting to hear. And first off, we, we got to say... Uh, well, it was in the interview with Pierre. We told him that uh, Boko stopped by. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Yes. it. Like you can tell this guy has so much energy, he so much enthusiasm. And I think on a fourth line, like Ross, we were talking about it. I, I was getting uh really excited about the idea of a Kelly, Casty, and Boko fourth line in Ottawa. I mean, that's a rough and tumble line. And uh I think he Boko would bring some enthusiasm into that uh lineup. For sure. Yeah, I think with with Boko, I'm hoping that he's more of like a 25-30 NHL game guy. I don't think he should be in the lineup every single night, but certainly that you look at the Atlantic Division. Ryan Reeves is in Toronto. Milan Lucic and Ryan Le- Reeves. Just so people know, uh, I've now decided is old and slow. Yeah, <laughs> don't slow. don't go back and listen to our free agency preview <laughs> episode on that one. But uh, he's obviously an intimidating person. So is Milan Lucic, who's back in Boston. Like the Atlantic Division is going to be tough. Next season, and Boko he dropped the gloves with Reeves. A little bit of a uh, he he like went for the kill shot right away and missed, Ooh. and then Reeves just kind of laughed at him. If you go for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> and he and he did miss in that fight. But Boko yeah. is, is such a ball of energy, and it just seems we're gonna get him on this summer. That's Absolutely. that's that's a goal this summer, and we're really looking forward to that. Any final thoughts on today's show, Pills? Final thoughts for me is. I just want to say thanks to everyone that follows the show and engages with us. Ross, we we were we were laughing yesterday being like we can't believe how kind, how positive, how supportive people are. Like for us th- this is what we love to do. We're having fun doing this. We're doing our best to provide good content and it just seems like the overwhelming support and people that are like, wow, we're so excited you're back in Ottawa. Uh, we're so stoked you guys got this opportunity to talk to the players and go to dev camp and all this stuff. Like, look, it. I, I don't know. I guess before I get too too emotional here. Yeah, you need a Kleenex? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a really good feeling to see that what we're doing and two goofballs like us just messing around, talking about the sense people actually care about and support us. So just want to say, Thanks to everyone that gives us time and uh, supports us. It does mean a lot. I echo all of Pilsy's prior statements there, and we look forward to providing you all the great interviews that we banked yesterday. David Bell, Tyler Clevin, Tyler Boucher, Oscar Pedersen, Philip Nordberg. Hoyt Stanley. And Hoyt Stanley, who I'm, I saved the best for last there because it was a really fun conversation. And we got the inside scoop on that photo he posted with a with Eric Carlson when the two of them is probably 10 years ago. Yep. So great conversation with Hoyt and uh, the sky's the limit for him and why he wears big numbers as well was an interesting answer uh, there. So that's all coming up in the next few weeks here yes. on Locked on Senators. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have plenty to discuss here as we're hopeful to see a couple more big free agents come down. Vladimir Tarasenko was connected to the Ottawa Center, so we'll see where that goes. All reports seem to be leaning that he's going with the Carolina Hurricanes, but 
Does that mean that a Debrinket uh, resolvement is is nearing? Uh, I'm really curious. And shout out Rudolf Balsers, who signed back in Switzerland, Pilsy. Your guy, Rudy, Rudy Balsers, with that he should be in the NHSC. Remember how much trouble I had with that over the pandemic when Branny played there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, for today, we say goodbye. Hope you enjoyed the chat with Pierre Dorian for Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.